0: Welcome to another episode of All Things P and W Real Estate. I'm Jamal with my co-host Adam, and we're here
1: with Kevin. Kevin, how you doing? Doing good. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks. Thanks for joining. Um, I know this was very spur of the moment, but you and I had coffee the other day, and I was like, you know what? This would actually be a pretty good episode for buyers because you need insurance when you buy a home. So I think yeah. this is part of the plan. I think you wanted to catch me off guard a little bit. So. <laughs> Honestly, that's kind of the best. You get the more raw, exactly. raw answers. Yeah. So, but yeah, thanks uh, Thanks for joining. Um, yeah. Can you tell us a little about yourself? Uh, where are you from? How you got into this world of insurance and what insurance company you work for as well? Absolutely. Well, insurance is nothing exciting,
2: but uh, born and raised here in Oregon. Uh, grew up in the Salem area. Um, had a brief stint out of state thinking I wanted some sunnier weather california it was great just got a little expensive so came back here uh married two kids two little girls ages one and four and uh thank you and after graduating college uh i wanted to be a farmer's agent uh, to start off so i got my licenses i moved down to california quickly realized i needed some money and didn't have any so they set me up in a claims job i kind of got stuck there for like 11 years but it was a good experience it was uh personal home and auto injury claims. So it's reviewing coverages, liability, uh, settling injury claims. And then for the last couple of years, I went over to underwriting. And at that point, I kind of saw like, well, maybe this is the time to get back into insurance. So it's like, let's start my own agency. Might as well. I'm better now than I was 13 years ago. So I uh, got in with Goosehead Insurance. Um, Relatively new to Oregon they've been in here for I think like five or six years now But they're one of the they are the largest brokerage in Texas, and they're in I think like 38 states now So they're growing very fast, and yeah,
0: that's kind of where I'm at cool So with your agency is that pretty much just your own shop? You're running kind of everything is it you're kind of just a solo operation there absolutely you see the office that him has got
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> In.
1: 80 square feet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I knew I was going to be working primarily from home. Right. And a lot of the job's not so much customer-facing as it is on the phone. Sure. So, yeah, I, I went to you know, this place. I'm like, I just need a small little office. And he's like, all right, morning, it's a little small. It's about the size of a closet. I'm like, yeah. So I go there. It, it, it was a closet <laughs> with a desk. And I was like, I can't do that. Like, I need something a little bigger than that. Uh, so... <laughs> But yeah, I uh, I'm i by myself. Uh, but kind of how we're set up is I'm really focused on selling, and then we have the best service team. They're all licensed to sell too. So anytime we get a policy sold, and the client needs to make a change or wants to do something else, reshop, we have a service team that's available to them. So they handle a lot of that type of work. Yeah. Um, so I can focus on on selling.
0: Okay, and maybe for our listeners who aren't as familiar with kind of the. Insurance realm. Is this just pertaining to homeowners or car insurance? Kind of what's
2: the, the area that you cover? Yeah, so it's um, I handle all personal lines, so that could be homes, uh, rentals. Um, if you're a landlord, you got RV, boat, life insurance, umbrella coverage, uh, anything in that personal lines category. Okay, interesting. Yeah, and so for we just had a
0: couple uh, meetings with a uh, different company just about kind of just the general. Um, changes and, that are coming up, things like mortgage insurance premiums, uh, you know, mortgage insurance amounts with, like, let's just say FHA, uh, how it changed last year. Um, in the mortgage realm, uh, obviously rates have been pretty high for a while, but if you have a client who uh, maybe had an FHA loan uh, over a year ago, it was March was the change to the mortgage insurance where it um, went from <clears throat> 85% mortgage insurance amount on monthly payments to 55%. So if you have a client who maybe bought over a year ago or previous March, then you might be looking at lower
2: payments just because of that lower mortgage insurance. Um, is that something that you deal with too? Yeah. So uh, that's one of the great things about being a broker. So I represent over 40 different carriers. So you know, clients can come to me and their own insurance. They might be like a captive agent where, it's either that or nothing, and the only way to save money is to really reduce coverages and kind of be underinsured. So coming to me, I can shop the best coverages for the best price, and then come renewal, they're like, hey, my, my premium's gone up again. I just reach back out. I can re-shop them and see which carriers kind of have the best nice. rates on them and yeah. go from there. So it, it gives us options. We we love the choice model because yeah. that's you know kind of where we're at in today's world.
1: Sure. Does that, is there a lot of, like, missed – Common misconceptions people have about like home insurance coverage, for example. It,
2: there's a few things. So you know, a lot of people you hear the word "full coverage" a lot.
1: I hate that term "full coverage"
2: <laughs> because there's <laughs> so many coverages to every type of policy. You're never fully covered. Um, but people think, you know, it's, it's homeowners insurance, for example, that hey, you know, I have insurance, I'm covered. But in reality, um, you know, we live in the Pacific Northwest. Or due for the next big earthquake. But guess what? If you just have homeowners insurance, that's not going to be covered. You know, earthquake is something you have to get endorsed. Um, It is quite expensive. So that's why a lot of people don't put it on there. Um, And then the big one happens and you're like, great. (laughs) Well, that's just the thing. You know, insurance isn't there for I need it now. It's there for I need it when something bad happens, right? So to be better prepared, I, I always at least present an offer with earthquake coverage so people know. Um, But another misconception that people have is, you know, they think that the insurance is um, really about them when it comes to rates. They're like, hey, I've been with them for 10 years. I filed one claim and now my premium skyrockets. Well, insurance is about pooling, right? So whatever your characteristics are and whatever your characteristics are, you're in your own buckets with a bunch of people. So you all share the risk. So you might not have a claim for 10 years and then you file a claim that might switch what bucket you're in or what pool you're in. And it's designed so you don't, like, absorb all the costs. Like we spread it out. Mm-hmm. So, like a good example would be, your one claim is a fifty thousand dollars water loss on your house. Well, if it was tailored just to you, okay. Well, now your renewal went from a thousand dollars a year. Well, let's go to twenty five thousand a year. Most people won't be able to afford that. So instead, it spreads it out to everybody. Now it's eleven hundred dollars a year, goes up a hundred bucks. Yeah. So
0: interesting.
2: Yeah. So I, I had an experience where. Uh, we talked about
0: this on before where uh, I had a property in Ashland and we found a water leak in the walls and it's a condo so it was a shared wall but essentially the HOA only covered um, a portion of it mm-hmm. and they said I was responsible for it so of course my mortgage insurance company said uh, that my policy didn't cover mold mm-hmm. and so it was big back and forth for nine months. <laughs> it, was, it was miserable. <laughs> it was probably the worst experience of my entire
2: life yeah <laughs> so cool. that's how insurance kind of is sometimes
1: yeah
0: there's like all these
2: little tiny fine
0: prints things they did reverse their decision good and they i uh, feel like they did the right thing in the end
1: <laughs> but also i noticed my mortgage insurance went up this year and I was like <laughs> hey we're gonna help you out but guess what we're gonna get you again exactly
2: exactly <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it, it's tough because, it, I mean, I don't know if any of you guys have looked at a policy contract, but it's pages upon pages oh, yeah. and, you know, it's legal jargon. So some of it doesn't make sense. I, I definitely recommend everyone to at least come through some of the sections you might be concerned about. I mean, I recommend the whole policy, but at least take a look at certain things and see what they say. Yeah. Because some people think they might be covered for something
1: and they're not. It's so. like contracts when you like write an offer, or you do like a listing offer. It's like, yeah, it's... 15, 20 pages, but it's like, just skim through it. Like, you're going to be happy that you read this. Like, I'm going to be there with you going through it. But like, there's reasons why we have these things in place. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So read it.
2: Yeah, there, there's some carriers, you know, mold, like you said, it's, like, excluded. Some you can add it on. Yeah.
1: Uh, Did they use the word mold, or do they use organic? It well, they rubbish. tried to
0: get out of it because I think it was cited as black mold, and they had it as, like, or I think yeah. like general mold, or I'm not sure. It was some sort of, like, legal jargon in that mm-hmm. they tried to wiggle out of it with.
1: <laughs> you know, it's nice. So my wife has a of degree, as you know. So backtrack, my wife knew Kevin before I knew Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> and also is new andrea who's on our team before i knew andrea fun fact. but back to like the small jargon like liz is a lawyer so it's like every contract i can like can you read this for me like <laughs> you're a good reader and you can like read between the lines
2: i need to start doing that yeah i, for- I forget you know because I- i'm i still think of her as oh she worked with me at farmers and claims i forget <laughs> that she does that now so yeah
1: yeah, and no, then no, no, I get something. It's coming her way. Just text her and be like, I told you to <laughs> <What's> send this. <laughs> just read it, please. Uh-huh. And she, she'll read it. I mean, like, the amount of things that she catches in, like, contracts that I I it's didn't impressive. see. I'm like, how would you see that? She's like, well, I studied this for <laughs> three and a half years. But I'm like, oh, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I can tell you. I mean, from my own experience, like, looking at those contracts and just seeing all those tiny words, like, on the, you know, pages and pages of it. It's probably like somebody looking at a loan estimate. Or you know, a purchase contract who doesn't know what they're looking at. It's a right. lot of information all at once, and you're like, "Well, where do I start?"
2: And <laughs> Which do is I where you come to... in, I guess. Yeah, like, exactly. Do I have the <laughs> time? Do I want <laughs> to go through all this? Right. It, it gets confusing, you know, because they have like the policy, and then if you had any endorsements, it's like, "Oh, this section's replaced with this," and then this is replaced with this, so it kind of stacks onto each other. It's mm-hmm. like, "Okay, now I'm I'm confused." Right. But yeah, that's you know, that's kind of where we come in. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of which, so just to kind of
0: carry on that that topic, um, uh, as far as you working on your own, is that something that you prefer, or are you kind of trying to grow a team? Is that you know how come you are just you know individually? Yeah. So
2: so I um, can have eighty square foot offices. <laughs> right. Yeah, the two in my office would be a little tight right now. <laughs> tight. But um, no, I I, I want to be I wanted to be by myself at first. Um, I definitely, just to get my feet wet, get get going, see how things are operating. Uh, but the plan is to hire someone. Uh, usually, uh, kind of what the the plan that we have in place is maybe within a couple years, like two to three years, start hiring at least another producer to help sell. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the meantime, it's just going to be me and out there grinding.
1: I say, look at you there. <clears throat> Back to your, you know, like fine print thing. Do you know the type of dog and size of dog that you have can affect your insurance? Interesting. Yeah, I found that out the other day talking to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some some
2: comp- each company varies. Some don't care about dogs. Uh, others are okay. If you have a dog, we're gonna charge you a little more. Okay, if you have a dog over twenty five pounds, gonna charge you a little bit more. Um, yeah, I, I love animals, so I don't discriminate against animals, but there are some breed restrictions for a lot of companies, and some, if you have those restrictions uh, on the breed, they just won't offer you coverage, or they'll make you exclude animal liability.
1: Like chihuahuas.
2: Rottweilers. Um, chihuahuas more for the barking
1: aspect, but...
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might scare you with the bark, so
0: <laughs> they got to put that away. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so when we moved up from Southern Oregon to Portland, our car insurance went up like a hundred bucks <laughs> we were like what and they were yeah we had we called and asked and they were just like well yeah the area that you live in is uh, pretty high risk for car theft and we were like,
1: oh. and guess what well, happened <laughs> well, a little fun fact
2: um, so out of all 50 states Oregon a few years ago was the fifth cheapest state
0: mm-hmm.
2: out of all of them as far as insurance goes for home and auto these last few years, Oregon has had the fifth highest rate increases compared to all those states. We're still the fifth <laughs> cheapest insurance compared to everyone else. Yeah, like the average premium in Oregon is probably about 1000 bucks, 1100 bucks for the year. You go to a place like Texas, it's like three grand. <laughs> okay, yeah, so imagine like we Yeah. We're We just leave like Oregon. Hey, it's raining, I want sun. It's
1: sun, I want rain. Yeah. Like everything's a mistake. Yeah. just the nature of it. Yeah. So back to your comment about like having earthquake insurance, mm-hmm. um, what kind of situation, other situations will, will a homeowner need other type of like, like flood insurance, mm-hmm. earthquake insurance, <clears> uh, <throat> what other kind of insurance?
2: Names are there? <laughs> so, you know, flood, again, a lot of people are like, I don't live next to a river, I don't live anywhere where it's going to flood, but you know, you, and you might be in a floodplain that's classified as low risk but even low risk experience losses. I can't remember the exact percentage, but it could be around 15% of those homes, something like that. Um, because the way insurance companies define a flood is, I would think of like a dam breaking, and water just gushing everywhere. That, that is a flood. But how they see it as is like a normal piece of land that's normally dry is now covered in water and it covers at least two acres or it affects two properties but like next to each other. So I mean, you know theoretically a water line could potentially break and three homes in a row were like flooded that would be considered flood um, <clears throat> but some other things people don't know about is uh, like personal items so jewelry coins artwork furs guns stuff like that uh, most policies cover those under your personal property but they all have sublimits so like jewelry depending on the carrier could be a couple thousand you know coins could be a a thousand or two. Yeah. So um, I always ask people, you know, are you married? Do you have a ring? You know, because if, in the event of a loss, say you have a $10,000 engagement ring and there's only a $2,000 sublimit on your policy, you're only getting two grand for that $10,000 ring. Yeah. So in and, and those situations you want to, it's called scheduled personal property. So you want to schedule those on the policy and it, depending on the amount you might need an appraisal to support it, but at least it's on there for the full amount of the item. So if something happens to it that's under a covered loss, you get that full <laughs> payment for it. So it definitely something people don't know. They're like, oh, personal property. My thing says I have $250,000 of personal property. And you do. But there's supplements to certain categories. Yeah. So right. it goes back to reading the policy to see what your policy has. Yeah. Did you play it to golf clubs? Hmm? I'm, did you apply that to golf clubs?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so many <Somebody laughs> guys clubs stolen. Yeah. And then found in the trash.
2: Yeah. So I think I, you did it. I always tell people, especially being in claims, I never say yes or no. Uh, <laughs> I let the claims of, uh, specialist review the coverages, ask the questions, see what unique circumstances might happen, and see if it's covered. But I tell people golf clubs are personal property, so it would be something
1: that would fall under that category. Yeah. Okay. That kind of to <laughs> my next question. Like, What kind of steps can a homeowner take to make their properties more insurable, like reduce risk or damages or losses?
2: Yeah, so obviously, like pride of ownership is a big thing. A lot of people get into a house and then, you know, maybe they came from renting and it's like, oh, my sink's leaking. I call the landlord, they fix it. I don't do anything, right? Come to a be a homeowner, that's all on you now. So I think pride of ownership is, you know, if your roof is getting old, replace it. If you see, um, you know, like a dripping pipe or you see some paint peeling or bubbling, like go address it, go get it done. You just want to make sure that your house is in good condition because insurance companies for the most part for a standard home are probably going to inspect those on an exterior look 50 60 percent of the time and if they see those things they might say hey the condition is you need to go fix this or we're going to cancel your policy or not renew it so i think just pride of ownership is a big one um a lot of people don't realize like sidewalks that falls on the homeowner in most cities so if one if it's raised an inch or two or three and that's a hazard, someone trips on it, they're gonna go after your insurance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. So it's that's something you can call the city, have them you yeah. fixed. You have to pay for it of
1: course. Sure. But um, I kinda have oh, so like I don't know if I mentioned the you the other day, but our water heater started leaking. Mm-hmm. The like safety valve or something like that. Mm-hmm. I call the the plumber to come over mm-hmm. A C person to come fix it. Once they're done with that, can I take my receipt, go to my insurance? Or would that be something kind of like with that realm of thing, try to keep
2: <clears throat> Yeah, so you can, and I would recommend doing that because you don't want to file unnecessary claims, especially in homeowners, you can't remove them. Once you file it, it doesn't really matter if you don't pay anything on it, it's gonna affect your renewal. So I always tell people to, you know, address the situation you want to, you know, Reduce that hazard, get that resolved, and then decide like, is this worth going through insurance on? But you'd want to take pictures, you'd want to keep receipts, you want paid invoices, stuff like that. Um, but really, if it's for a small amount, every person's situation is different. But I would recommend maybe not going insurance through smaller claims. A um, you know, prime example I had a, a client file a, you know, a water claim, and the insurance company denied it. So he paid zero dollars, he paid everything out of pocket, but when his renewal came up, that claim he filed with nothing paid, increased his premium by about 20%. That is so mean. (laughs) So you you wanna be, you know, insurance is there for the big things, right? When you need it, the smaller things, you should really be more self-insured, is what I like to tell people. And not to jump to like the auto side, but I always recommend like a triple A, right? Instead of doing roadside coverage for your own policy, it's fine to have it and use it, but if you file a claim or two or three, Especially, if it's going to have an impact on your premium. Where it's a AAA, that doesn't have an
1: effect on your insurance. But I give my wife that then.
2: So <laughs> yeah, but yeah, not. I don't work for AAA, but I love them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I think just to make the house more insurable, you just want to remove any hazards. You security cameras, insurance companies love that. Yeah, especially if it's centrally monitored. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just. Seeing that if you looked at your house, you're like, "Wow, that's a little dangerous." A tree's leaning at 45 degree angle. Probably go get that removed because yeah. it's probably going to fall over. It's probably going to cause a claim. Yeah, and the sure insurance you know saw that, that. after
0: uh, this ice storm, huh?
2: Yeah. Oh gosh, so many trees fell this last. And it's like you can't catch a break, right? Yeah. Like, it, in the summers, it's fires, In the winters, it's ice and fallen trees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, it it. I don't know the extent of the damage, but I'm sure. Judging by the amount of people out of power for the number mm-hmm. of days, it was.
1: I think there's a lot of actual oh, <laughs> happening Our marketing guy had a, no power and for five days. Uh, oh, our office was out of power for like I two weeks. You, know. have, you didn't even have AC. Yeah,
2: um, we were just like. Oh, we well, just worked work from here. home for a while. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. Yeah. yeah, we got a hotel for the night. Our power was out. We yeah. got home. It was like 43 degrees. About ten hours it, it, to get back to 70.
1: <laughs> not worth it.
2: No, no, not at all.
1: I'm kidding. So how would like, say somebody's buying a condo or a townhome, single-family home, mm-hmm. or rents properly, how does insurance kind of differ for each type of property? Yeah, so there's different forms for
2: different situations. So traditionally, like if you own a home and you live in a single-family home, it's going to fall under certain forms that's going to cover your building, your personal contents, and liability. Um, when you go to like a condo, um, you own the condo, but it generally has that HOA, and they usually cover all the exterior of the house. So the traditional homeowner's policy wouldn't benefit you because you're paying for the exterior of the house, even though the HOA should be covering that. So um, it's it's an HO six is the form for a condo, and that covers it's pretty much the studs in is what that's going to cover. It'll you know, cover your personal property and like the studs in liability and stuff like that. Um, same with like a renter's policy; you don't own a home. There's a specific policy just to cover your personal items and some liability. So the landlord has his own dwelling policy to pay for the building. Um, But yeah, so there's different forms that you would want. Like a secondary home would still be a homeowner's form. Um, Certain situations might apply if you rent it out. There's some restrictions on stuff like that. But there's a form for everything. And some forms are uh, more of like a named peril basis. So it tells you we'll cover losses for fire, lightning, those. And then there's more comprehensive ones like a like an HO five. It's an open peril basis. So essentially, that means everything's covered unless it's listed here under the exclusions. So, so a lot of people love that coverage because it, it's a little more broad. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We had a, a family friend. They redid their house actually right down the street from where we're recording this. Um, redid the whole thing, and the day they went to go move in, that house completely burned down. Oh no! Really? And, yeah, like. <clears throat> all being remodeled, it was crazy. All from uh, that's sad. It was like sandpaper, sandpaper, or a uh, microfiber towel because they're combustible. Mm-hmm. And the contractor didn't. He put it in a bin and kept it underneath, like the awning, and the whole house was oh, gone. Wow, nice. lost that is a nightmare. I I was not not a good situation. <laughs> hey, but he had fair. insurance.
2: Right? So, yes, you did. <laughs> he had a place were... to stay for a little bit until <laughs> so they found another place. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, well, actually, I don't think insurance is going to cover it until they rebuild the place.
2: So, um, on, on your homeowner's policy, there's it's coverage D, it's loss of use. If they have that on there, it should cover some living expenses while the home's being uh, repaired or replaced. Um, there's a dollar amount, of course, but they might look into that to see if there's anything there to help them.
0: That's yeah. what happened to me when they reversed the decision because I, I think it, it happened in November for my location and mm-hmm. then um, the policy didn't uh, kick in until about August and so we had like eight and a half, nine months there where I was covering all the mortgage payments and all the other repairs and so when they changed their decision they gave me, uh, essentially covered my rent for that previous nice. nine months. Nice. Um, yeah, just that's, That's nice. It was nice. <laughs>
2: was real nice. was a big chunk of money. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's, yeah, that was a pretty pretty celebratory day. Uh, but <laughs> no, I would think so. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: But it does. It works, mm-hmm. and when it works, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's. It, it, it's hard because you know I, I hear ah, insurance companies are just out to rob us and they're just taking all of our money and yeah you know, they, they bring in a lot of money but in the last few years most companies have lost money mm-hmm. um, besides maybe a, a couple carriers you know they, they one of the big measuring factors they look at is the combined ratio and essentially companies want to be at 96 that that's when they're profitable that just means um, for Every dollar they bring in, they're spending ninety six cents, so they're making four cents on it. A lot of companies are like in the one tens, one twenties, so you know you do the math. Like you bring in a dollar, but you're spending a dollar twenty. And it, they're just losing big time. So I, I think these next few years are maybe next couple of years, we'll eventually start seeing the rate hikes slow down. Um, Please. <laughs> um, I don't think this year you'll see much relief, <laughs> yeah. but it, it will happen. It will start to level out again once things get a little more under control, supply chain issues work yeah. themselves out. So
0: Yeah. From a market perspective, are you affected considerably by just, like, the general
2: state of real estate and, you know, well, I guess real estate, auto, all of that, Yeah, a little bit lower than it has previous years? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I don't like the benefit on people's, like, you know, pain, but everybody needs insurance. Mm-hmm. Even if the market's up, down, yeah. or not, they need insurance. And that's why I went with, like, an independent brokerage, like you said, is, you know, people are, I can't afford my premium. Okay, well, let's reshop that, see if we can find it cheaper for you. So we'll give them options to still keep insurance, so yeah, be responsible that we can give you a better price. But uh, without a doubt, carriers, um, they're restricting a lot of new business sales. So, you know, they... They either just won't write it at all or they'll come back with a really high premium to pretty much deter you from selling the policy because they're trying to slow that growth, right? They they want to shrink the new business, get everything under control once the economy and things, inflation, get a little bit better, open it back up and start growing again. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of the main thing. There's a lot of, even a lot of the carriers we work with. Uh, they're just like now. they're very specific on what they'll accept. Yeah, <laughs> because they're trying to control those those loss pressures. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. It's
1: pretty interesting. Really. Yeah. It is. <laughs> uh, so one of the main reasons why we started this podcast was to re- for me was to reach out to home buyers or first time home buyers. Uh, with that being said, what kind of advice would you have to a first time home buyer when it comes to selecting the right home insurance policy for themselves? Well,
2: first and foremost, if you're not reaching out to me, I would say an independent broker because they'll be able to shop different carriers for you to give you the best coverage for the best price. Um, but leading up to that, you just want to put yourself in an optimal situation. You know, insurance companies are going to look at your credit score, so work on getting that higher will get you a better rate. Um, I know you're buying a home, but consider bundling with the auto or an umbrella or boat and RV. The more you bundle, the more you're going to save. Um, but yeah, so like for the first-time home buyer like myself, I didn't really know. Oh, I'll just go with whoever my renter's insurance was, which is fine. Um, but I would recommend reaching out to someone who has options for you because there might be a better fit in another carrier than just the one product that your current yeah. insurance has.
0: Cool. And if somebody is
2: curious about looking into that, say they've already purchased a home, mm-hmm. can you look at it at any point during the year? Does it have to be during the renewal? Oh, yeah. yeah. So you can cancel at any point. Um, you could start a policy today, and cancel tomorrow. Was there a okay. fee when you canceled? Uh, some companies, uh, I, you know, I don't think there is. It, it just returns any unearned premium. So if you pay for it all in advance, they'll return what you haven't used. Uh, there might be some processing fees, something small, nothing like major. Yeah. Um, but with that even being said, like I like to tell people I can shop for you, I can get you another carrier, but I also don't want really you switching carriers each Every six months or every year, because that's another big driver on your premium. You know, if you're with a company for five, six, seven years, insurance carriers will be like, oh yeah, we, we want them. We they're gonna be they're gonna stick with us. You know, that's a client we want versus someone. Oh, in the last three years, I've had seven different insurance companies. Right. Now we know they're not gonna <laughs> stick around. <laughs> We're just gonna charge them more. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll increase their rates because you know they want to get the most out of their clients too. So. <laughs>
1: You want to go to the most hard surprise question? Oh, for sure. That's oh, no,
2: that's what I've been worried about.
1: You can ask it. All
2: right. What is your drink of choice? Oh, it's kind of boring. I'm not gonna lie, but oh no, no, I love me a Moscow. Okay. Nice. <laughs> My guy. My guy. I love me a Moscow. <laughs> I don't care what kind it is. You know, I like seeing different ones, holiday themed yeah. ones, like. Mm. But, you know, just a traditional Moscow mule, you know, you're never going to go wrong. You man. can't go wrong with that. <laughs> I, mean, God, I could go for one right now. Maybe, you know. I know. All right? <laughs> that's solid. That's Yeah.
1: That might be the best <laughs> one of the best one ones. yet. Yeah? What about you guys? I had the <laughs> worst one. Actually. Oh, no. What did I say? Like rum and coke? rum and coke. Rum and coke. I just wasn't thinking. I was nervous. Never had a microphone <laughs> in me before. And it just bleh. Word vomit. You know?
2: Rum and Coke, it's simple. Yes. It was great when I was
1: 21. I was going to say,
2: it's more when I was in college. <laughs>
1: it might be bad that I've actually never had one. Yeah. <laughs> I meant to say Whiskey Coke. Okay. Those are cool. Hey, in college, you
2: live on a budget. So, right. Black Velvet and Coke, you know, there just you something like $7 <laughs> a little fit.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, little yeah, way. it's perfect. I don't need anything more of that. We were, were like natty ices in college. Oh, huh. so. You're a natty guy? It was so cheap in Colorado. <laughs> so. Uh,
2: well, I don't know where you guys went to school, but I went to U of O for a little bit. And they had a place near there the beer docks. And nice. it was all beer that was going to be expiring in like a few months. Yeah. So they sell it for dirt cheap. So I was like a uh, a 30 rack or a half hat for like four bucks. Oh, my gosh. And so, you know, being in college, like, hey, guys, yeah, come over. To our it's house. a great yeah. deal. Yeah, you go there on a Thursday. You wait in line. The motion gets like six at a time. So me and my two roommates, we get like. 18 racks of beer for like I don't know like 40 bucks, uh-huh. you know. So that's actually
1: a genius idea. Yeah. But
2: you don't know, you don't get a pick. So uh, sometimes gosh. like oh sweet, I got Keystone, you know. Like, <laughs> so oh, funny. it could be like, like mystery oh, It could it could be like Milwaukee's best. Yeah. It could be past Blue Rib. Like it, it could be whatever. I have, I have
1: a business idea. Oh, <laughs> here we go. Mystery box brewery. There you mystery go. Mystery box brewery. Yeah. You kind of just. They can
0: choose whatever, whatever they get.
1: Yeah, like you kinda like the same thing. It's like you get expired beer like, hey, we'll buy your expired beer and then you just sell it to Oh, well, yeah, like that. Yeah. That brings me back to like, having to
0: sell it in Oregon. Oh yeah. Yeah. Caldera I had a thing the brewery where they all their runoff uh you know, like the, the old beers. We mm-hmm. used to sell them in like thirty packs for like, you know, ten dollars. And <laughs> oh it was great. It wasn't by the barrel, it was good stuff. It was a lawn by lawnmower. lawnmower. So it was like three and a half percent, you know, yeah. it's, it's beer. beer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it was so cheap, it was so good. And college, you don't care as much, you yeah, know. It's like, talk hey,
1: about the value.
2: What so what we used to do was sometimes we'd buy a good beer, get you know tipsy enough to be like, I feel good, and then start drinking the cheap stuff so you don't really taste right. it. Yeah, <laughs> I it just keeps that. it going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Still do that>. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, thinking back on some of the beer we had, that I'm like, oh my gosh, that's nasty. But yeah. it's $4. Like, can yeah. you can't go wrong. <laughs> well, I got, I got hoodwinked the other day. It was, I guess it was just for
0: Christmas. I went and I got, because uh, I, I like to buy for the label sometimes. Okay. I get I'm one of those. Like, I really like a good marketing like, yeah. like label. I appreciate that. And so there's a beer called uh, the Yeti beer. Oh. And it's like kind of a darker, Curling. like, porter. And I did not look at the percentage. I was like, "Oh, that is a sick can! Like, it's got a cool yeah yeah outside like Twelve percent. Uh, yeah. Oh and wow. We just got a so can. Yeah, I got home. And I was like, "I'm just gonna have one beer tonight. It's gonna be great." And I had one beer, and I was like, "I'm drinking way more than this." <laughs> <laughs>
1: so <that feels> great.
0: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> just a Friday night by myself. It was awesome. <laughs> just parties. Yeah, <laughs> that's classic. <laughs> um, How big of a bottle was it? It was like a 16, 16 ounce can. Just it was like a bigger one. <laughs> and then you don't I was even like, know you like oh I feel good yeah, and
2: then I so left it, it a little
1: bit later and I was like oh god <laughs> this, so this makes a lot of sense <laughs> I am home alone and I just did this okay yeah. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's how so many funny. video games did you play that night uh, actually I was watching the Pacific you know that show no. I just binge watch. So, oh yeah I watched like four
0: episodes it's like they're like an hour long yeah I was hanging out with the dog it was awesome
1: nice <laughs> uh, new Netflix full swings coming out
2: I think it's out. Isn't it in
1: a month or so? I think it
2: might be out, maybe now. out by Netflix. Oh no, maybe it's March. Yeah, you're right. I can't remember. Yeah,
0: I thought of another question though. Either, sure. Uh, I want to start adding this to our list of questions at the end. Yeah. Um, do you have a restaurant that you would like to shout
2: out or you know recommend? Oh man, that's tough because we talked about it, I think a little bit before we we came on here, but. I'm huge on Italian food. Okay. And everywhere my wife and I get attached to, they close. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, there's a place in Tualatin, and they closed up shop. And then there was another place in Wilsonville, they just closed. I'm like, hmm. so I'm not going to go with Italian food, but I will give a shout out to our favorite Indian place, okay. okay. Swaggy. Nice. And right have there in and Beaverton. Yeah. Oh, they must have two locations. They
1: have, they have one downtown, <laughs> kind of near you.
2: Yeah. Okay. And I think they have one in Hillsboro, Okay. Potentially, I think. But the one, um, it's right next to the Target there off 217. Yeah. It's in like a house. I love trying oh, nice. to open the door. It just, yeah. Oh, it smells so good. But yeah, garlic shout out naan. to Swagger. Best food. I love. paneer tikka masala. Mm. Mm.
1: Okay, now I know where my wife got it, dude. Come <laughs> on. That's all she gets. Paneer <laughs> tikka naan. masala. Yeah, oh,
2: garlic naan. Yeah, garlic naan, yeah, of course, dude. You gotta do. Nice.
1: Yeah, I do. Get a little mango lassi. Top it off. We haven't done that yet, Oh, cool. it's delicious. The one downtown's way different than the one in Beaverton, though. Yeah, that, it's it's a little bigger. The one, I think it's on Twenty Third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's near that uh, by that. by the wine bar. The wine bar right outside. Oh, cool. So my wife and her friend, they go whenever they go get dinner, they go there, okay. and then after that, they go get wine. And nice. I'm like, so when are you coming home, She's like, when are you go do our wine next, <laughs> I was like, all right, <laughs> hanging at home alone with the dogs, drinking my. 14% beer. <laughs> <laughs> My Yeti. Stuff, like, Yeti.
2: Yeah. I'm going to look for that. You know. should. It's <laughs> delicious. Yeah, I wouldn't drink one one but it's uh, it's pretty solid. It's funny because I go through like phases. I don't drink a lot, but I, I'm usually like a, a micro beer type guy. right? I want like a good tasting you of know, IPAs. Um, to have a couple of them, I feel good. But the times when I know I want more than two mm-hmm. – I just go with, like, a Corazon. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Or anything sure. more than two, it's got to be like. beer. Drink. Yeah, because if not, I'm getting a headache, and yeah. then I, I'm out of, I'm out of yeah, business. Some of those IPAs are, like, they're just so deceptive. Yeah, yeah, they are. My, if you want to shout out to a beer that I love, it's Shoots Brewery Fresh Squeeze IPA. Oh, yeah, that's a classic that one. I'm a big yep.
1: IPA guy. Yeah. It's too hoppy. <laughs> I'm not a big hop-forward beer drinker. Okay. Unfortunately. I like them hoppy. Nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. As long, I think I like them as long as I have a good pairing. Like if it's with a good burger yeah. or like Ooh. something like a tasting, then I like them. Yeah. But I don't usually drink them just solo. Yeah. yeah. Not a
1: Guinness guy. I'm
0: mean, going to like Guinness, but I wouldn't consider Guinness an IPA. That's like no, a, that's
2: but not it's not like a hobby thing. It's like a stout or something. Yeah. Deep. Yeah. Those give me, uh, I mean, that's how you know you're getting old, when beer gives me acid reflux. (laughs) So I stay away from the darker stuff. Definitely have
1: two kids now, I bet.
2: (laughs) You have to elevate yourself a little bit when you're sleeping, or uh, it's a bad night. (laughs) Hey,
1: well, thanks for joining. Uh, Can you kind of tell our listeners where they can find you and kind of shop a rate?
2: Sure. So, uh, you can go to goosehead.com. You can uh, look for agents and I'm here in Tualatin. So um, nine seven zero six two. type in the zip code and I'll pop up there. Or you can just type in my name, Kevin Radish, goosehead, and it'll pull up with the website right there. Um, but yeah, you can, um, have a QR code on there. You can scan that and actually start a quote yourself. Um, it'll give you a ballpark of kind of where we're at and then you need to talk to me so I get a little more details. About that, and we can go from there. But, yep, cool. Well, we appreciate you coming
0: on, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll catch you all next week.
2: I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, you guys. Of course.
1: Bam! Bam! Had a-